Hello and welcome to Reading the Bible Cover to Cover in 365 Days. My name is Andrea Lendy, author of the book and Bible reader and studier for over a decade. And I'm excited to share some thoughts with you about today's reading. Welcome to day 122 of Reading the Bible Cover to Cover in 365 Days. Let us pray. Oh Lord, thank you for another day in your word. Help us receive the message you have for us today. In Jesus' name, amen. Let's see what's happening in Mark chapter 5. Jesus finds the man who lived among the tombs and called the demons out from his body. They were released into the hogs, which then proceeded to jump down a cliff and into the water. And this is how the enemy works. He destroys. He all but destroyed the man who lived among the tombs, who had been in a state of screaming, shrieking, and horrible self-harm. And all the hogs were then destroyed. Let us pray against temptation. Sin only leads to destruction. Jesus died, so we have freedom against the sin that used to destroy. Our hope is in him and the blood he shed to set us free. Jesus goes on healing people as they surround him. And in doing so, he talked about the faith they had for that healing. Verse 34 says, daughter, your faith, your trust and confidence in me springing from faith in God has restored you to health. Go in, into peace, and be continually healed and freed from your distressing bodily disease. Then the people from a ruler's home came to tell him his daughter had died. However, Jesus told him to not fear, but just keep believing in him. Jesus teaches us truths that we need to lean into. Our belief and faith in him and his father are required to live powerfully and receive his gifts. Let us pray for more faith and belief today. Let's see what Hebrews chapter 7 will teach us today. The author compares the Levitical priests to Jesus. We understand from reading the Old Testament that the Levites were chosen by God to serve him, receive tithes and offerings, and offer up sacrifices to the Lord. The Levitical tribe was ordained to do these things through the ages, and the responsibilities were passed down from one generation to the other as they lived under the law given to Moses. Verse 19 says, For the law never made anything perfect, but instead a better hope is introduced through which we now come close to God. That new hope is Jesus Christ. Verses 22 and 25 say, In keeping with the oath's greater strength and force, Jesus has become the guarantee of a better, stronger agreement, a more excellent and more advantageous covenant. Therefore, he is able also to save to the uttermost, completely, perfectly, finally, and for all time and eternity, those who come to God through him, since he is always living to make petition to God and intercede with him and intervene for them. The old covenant served the people for about 1,500 years, but Jesus offers a new covenant. He is our guarantee, our guarantee of eternity. He is always interceding on our behalf. He covers us and our sins. He petitions the Father on our behalf, asking for good things for us. He feels our pain and sorrow and comes to our aid. He saved us as he died on the cross to assure us eternity, and he saves us every day of our lives. Well, let's see what's happening in 1 Samuel chapter 11. I am an action-adventure lover, and this chapter checks every box. First, the Ammonites surrounded Jabesh Gilead. The Jabesh people asked for a treaty. However, the Ammonites told them the only way they'd make a treaty was if they poked their right eyes out to disgrace all of Israel. In wisdom, they asked for seven days to think about it. Messengers went to Gibeah and told Saul about this, and the Spirit of God came upon him. He became very angry and butchered a yoke of oxen and sent pieces throughout the territory with the message that the people's oxen would be butchered if they didn't come help wage war against the Ammonites. 330,000 men came and the Ammonites were slain and whatever remaining Ammonites there were scattered. This was Saul's first victory and he was made king. 
And in a very royal way, he stopped the people who wanted to slay those who didn't initially want to follow Saul or have him as their king. He said, there shall not a man be put to death this day, for today the Lord has brought deliverance to Israel. I'd say this was a huge win. In chapter 12, Samuel addresses the people. He reminds them of all that God had done for them and their ancestors. He encourages them to remain steadfast in their belief and reverence to the Lord. He also points out their sin. The sin of demoting God as their king and asking for a different king. The people were convicted and asked Samuel to pray for them. Verse 20 says, fear not. You have indeed done all this evil, yet turn not aside from following the Lord, but serve him with all your heart. May we receive this same message today. No matter how far we have fallen from God's perfect will for our lives, let us turn to him, follow him, revere and worship him, and we will be forgiven and restored too. Samuel also tells them he will never stop praying for them. How comforting to these people. Psalm 122 is a prayer for the city of Jerusalem. Just imagine the people standing on the third step of the temple praying for peace in Jerusalem. Verse 7 says, May peace be within your walls and prosperity within your palaces. Let us pray. O oh Lord, thank you for the wisdom in your word. We pray for an increase in faith, belief, and wisdom. Fill our hearts with you, Father. Help us know you have already won the battles in front of us. Just as you gave Saul victory, you have victory in store for us. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for walking this journey with me and being a faithful reader of God's word. I pray that he shows himself as the God who loves you deeply and cares about every detail in your life. Come back tomorrow for some more thoughts and insights as you read God's word.